0: Episode 92 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about thematic games featuring Harry Potter. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam and I talk about our picks from the wizarding world of board games. I did edit out a spoiler from the seventh movies. Now, that was released in 2011, so probably wasn't necessary. But if you've somehow avoided Harry Potter until now, you can still listen to this episode. And also on that note, the original Dumbledore was Richard Harris, and the second Dumbledore was Michael Gambon. We couldn't remember while we were recording. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to Adam and myself talking about Harry Potter games. We are here today to definitely talk about Harry Potter, and we're not really sure if this is going to be continuing our Gatecrasher series, or are we kind of starting a new things talking about like themes in board games, which could still go under the Gatecrashing banner? We don't know, but we, we do know a lot about Harry Potter, including some Harry Potter board games.
1: Uh, that is correct. I would uh, we could both uh, Accio a game over to us uh-huh. from our home.
0: Yeah, there's quite there's quite a few I think uh, that I could grab in under twenty seconds. So and some that I've had before, and for one reason or another, I've I've decided to uh, let if go. I could offer them now. Yeah. I think it's only fair that we both identify our houses as we start. I identify as Ravenclaw. A uh, solid Slytherin. Uh, I don't think that really changes anything about. We'll find out about our about our picks or our approach. But it it felt right. Now you can kind of give a little context to our our picks by by putting that shade of personality by houses on it.
1: Right, and you may have already known that if you've listened to how many 90 That's episodes, true. 80
0: episodes. Yeah.
1: We might just be telling you what you already know. Right.
0: First of all, super fan. Uh, yep. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Be great to hear from you. Uh, have not yet, not going to take that personally. And uh, yeah, I'd say definitely Ravenclaw. If I had to pick a secondary house, I think it's Hufflepuff. People give Hufflepuff a hard time, but loyal, hardworking, I I, I don't know why it gets, I think it's just not one of the main three in the original Harry Potter saga. So it just doesn't get like enough of of a highlight. You just don't really see them. But I think that Ron was kind of Hufflepuff, right?
1: Yeah, because each of them was actually the other one, right? Like that was the whole thing.
0: Right, kind of, yeah, showing that trait from the other one. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I think my second one would also be Slytherin, and due to some fancy okay. contract negotiations, I've just moved <laughs> back in again.
0: Okay, I'm g- I am would say that it's probably Gryffindor, but whatever, whatever. Uh, I feel like in a, in a primary-secondary, we're hitting a lot of things, but so be it. Double Slytherin, hey, how you identify is how you identify, and we're here to respect that. So, I have picked five of the, gosh, very many, I think is the uh, exact number, of Harry Potter games. You can search, if you just put Harry Potter into Board Game Geek, and I guess there's some that maybe don't literally say Harry Potter in a title, but a lot of them do, because I think they want the search to come up that way. Um, yep. There's some that are completely unique, Harry Potter only existing as Harry Potter kind of games, and then there are some that's just a skin, a re-theme of some existing, Maybe beloved, maybe not. Game that now has all your favorite Harry Potter characters. I'll say that I don't care if they use the pictures from the movie. Still, like I don't need to have all brand new art. Some people are real upset about that. Like if it doesn't, if they're really? just taking stills from the movie. Some people and like and uh, Marvel games, other kind of movie theme stuff where they just like copy and paste the pictures. I'm like, yeah, it looks just like the thing that we're talking about. I, I never ha- I don't have an issue with it at all. But yeah, some people really don't like that. With that said, do you have some picks for... Because we're just going to kind of pick some. We're not going to go th- through the exhaustive list.
1: Right. And you're picking uh, ones that you have played and like, correct?
0: I may not have played literally the Harry Potter for some of the skins. But
1: you, okay. 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 But uh, probably similar then. I might pick some ones I've never played but just look awesome as well.
0: Yeah, honestly. I think that, I think it's fine to pick ones you've never played.
1: Uh, my first pick yeah. will be Codenames Harry Potter.
0: Uh oh. Have you played Codenames Harry Potter? No. Yeah. But it's a, I think it's a picture code names. Is, there, or is it one of the word code names? Give your partner. I like code names, it's
1: pictures. Oh, it's pictures and words. Ooh.
0: Wait. Give your partner clever clues so they can spot the order of the Phoenix members. I wonder if it's like pictures on one side, words on the other. Is that what we got going on?
1: Yeah. It looks like the board's always set up to be half pictures, half words.
0: Oh, I'm looking at the picture now. And it's not pictures. One of the other Codenames pictures is like monochromatic icon pictures. And maybe it's like the Marvel one. That it's not like pictures right. literally from it. This, as we were kind of just saying in the intro a little bit, literally pictures from the promotional library of Warner Brothers media
1: correct which i i actually would say i like better because yeah. i've seen the movies so many more times than i've read the books yeah so yeah. more familiar i feel like it's gonna make for a better game for me and, and whoever I'm playing with.
0: there's a mix of like things from the movie versus like the kind of stylistic Shots of the cast that aren't literally in the movie, like used for promo stuff, as well right. as like art ass, as it looks like made for the movie, like the Hogwarts crest, I think I'm seeing on here. Oh, so It's, it's yeah. a whole mix of stuff. And again, we're for it, but people seem to have an aversion to that. So heads up.
1: Yeah, this looks like a blast. And I think playing with other people, I mean, I guess I would say with this one specifically, which may not be true of all of them, you would want to play with people that have some amount of Harry Potter knowledge. It would yeah. be a real tough go if I'm saying Horcrux. And they're just like, I don't know, man. That's not Absolutely.
0: even a word. I'm looking, not even Horcrux. I think Horcrux is de- is in the movies often enough that maybe that, I think that one feels a little more obvious in terms of some of the options. Incendio, Deluminator, Animagus, Lumos. Yeah. These are some of the words I'm seeing on one of the one of the pictures of the cards here on Board Game Geek, and you know Hagrid's hut. Okay, you probably can get that chocolate frog. You could never see the movies and and kind of get close to that. But also some of the pictures, it's like, well, I don't know what this is a picture of. Like, who is this? So right, that's and you got a little like
1: you can say blonde and hit some of them, or you can right. use some generic terms, but right. I would it, it would be at a, the fun level I would want to be at with another uh, Harry Potter enthusiast.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think this is enthusiast level. Now, there's also always the thing that you don't have to play the game well, and you see these actual pictures, so you're getting this weird mismatch of kind of re-experiencing the movie. So, you know, it's, very, it's more vivid than just a whole sea of words to have the pictures and the words together.
1: I like it. I wish they would actually do this with some of the other ones, and maybe they do. I yeah, at those.
0: Uh, yeah, I haven't. I thought that we played one of them, and it like it was just picture. It was like icons. It yeah, wasn't it was like <laughs> that was like code names <laughs> pictures. Just code. That's just regular code pictures. I now I'm not wild about code names. I get that it's very popular. I get that people like it. This code name, Harry Potter actually looks harder than regular code names. I think correct. But there might be some different rules that are in there, and we're just making assumptions that it's exactly like regular code names.
1: Yeah, and I would assume that I think you're not allowed to, like, make um, gestures or motions. If I'm not allowed to make a wand-waving motion while is, I play this game, I would refuse.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I Immediately.
1: agree.
0: Now, my first pick is a game that, by itself, is very divisive. And for me, the Harry Potter skin on it, like, changed my entire opinion of it. I owned it for a while, don't anymore. That's Munchkin Harry Potter. Oh, Because okay. you take the role of different houses, so the adversarial kind of backstabby nature of Munchkin felt less horrible if I'm like trying to defend my house, trying to stop Slytherin, trying to get Ravenclaw, you know, house points like it felt better for me. And then it was just a little more enjoyable. I don't have any love lost for the artistic style of Munchkin. It was more enjoyable for me to see the the Harry Potter theme on it. Personally, I liked the art and direction that they use for this they do still use the movie stills but like the graphic design is really nice they have more unique like they have the regular versions of the house crest that you always see but then they also had two other versions as like the little um what you use for the standees and I like that little bit of variety I think maybe the houses had different powers like depending on who you picked And then the idea you're like kind of going through these doors, getting treasures, it felt like maybe you were, I don't know thematically if that's true, it felt like you were kind of wandering about Hogwarts, opening up doors, finding things. So yeah, I felt like thematically, this is one where these IP games a lot of times just get skinned on anything that already exists. And for me, this improved on the original.
1: A great pick. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Made munchkin tolerable yeah for
0: <laughs> yeah it's an acquired taste
1: my second pick harry potter seen it
0: oh i think
1: again i like them uh, i've watched the movies more than i read the books so therefore i think i like the movies better than i like the books okay. i think it'd be fun uh amount of trivia when you get like the movie clips and the questions about it i don't probably know everything about it so that's also fine it's also pretty fast i think seen it right that's not like one of those Crazy long think, trivia things.
0: I think it depends on how much you've seen it.
1: You know what? You yeah. You did a great job. I, <laughs>
0: well done. <laughs> I don't think it's an amount of points. And maybe it is, but it's just like an amount of points until you're like made it around. I have definitely a friend seen it. I, do, I think that's the only seen it still in my life. I just found a DVD player in my basement. So that, oh, because I don't, <laughs> I don't think... There's like an online scene it portal. And I'll also say about this, I bet you could have gotten Harry Potter seen it's, I don't know that they, I bet they didn't only do it for the complete cinematic journey. Like there's probably oh. some other ones that are like covers the first three movies or something like that.
1: Well, there is a second edition as well. I don't know if I can just get both of the mm. scenes or if I need to pick them separately, but. Yeah, uh.
0: yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually played a scene in quite some time. Definitely if you're more straight up movie fan, then something like Seen It is probably better than Munchkin Harry Potter. I
1: believe you also get the nice little pewter figurines, including oh, but not limited to like yeah. a sorting hat. Yeah. Maybe a head wig. And you know what? It shouldn't really matter. It 100% matters every time. It's very exciting <laughs> to see them on the box, to touch well, them in person.
0: I will say that's probably, because of the pieces for the games, like I was just saying, the standees in the Munchkin, I like the different art style on them. In Harry Potter Seen It, those pewter pieces are the most exciting thing going on. It is 100%. some real boring cards and a couple dice, and the dice are not special. Nope. So, uh, yeah, that's bringing most of the magic. I remember that those scene at DVDs weren't like an exciting navigation experience.
1: They were too slow for, for a reason I didn't ever understand.
0: I think that's just the technology because of it had to skip to those different parts on the disc.
1: Oh, well, you know, maybe it's a lesson in patience and maybe in this modern fast-paced uh, world we could go back to a simpler time.
0: And I bet you could find Harry Potter seen it for
1: a not nickel. a lot.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're giving it away at grow. There's no way place. they didn't make more of them than anyone ever wanted. Oh, for sure. And
1: they, and they were certainly given as gifts. Oh, yeah. For two Christmases back then.
0: Now there are 55 listings on eBay according to the Board game geek buy a copy section. There's one on Amazon for a hundred and sixty six forty nine, which is, I guess, is like a collectory vibe new thing.
1: So people will also do that because if a supplier runs out, they just want to be the most expensive version of it in case like there's ever like a oh
0: desperation rarity
1: spike or something. So I'll, there are people who just put things more expensive than everybody else and just let them sit there <sighs> for what it's worth.
0: I can't even get into that. Looking at the eBay listings, it seems like you can get some replacement pieces as well as the complete things for different amounts of new and, or like different amounts of use. I'm seeing things as low as $10, but they may not be the whole game. So it's out there for you. Now it's ranked 15,000 overall. Don't, yeah, you don't care though. You're just here for yep. the Harry Potter scene. It.
1: Yep, what's um, your next picks?
0: My next one is Harry Potter Strike Dice Game. The yes. only reason I didn't get Harry Potter Strike when I bought regular Strike, is that Harry Potter Strike, I believe, was $10 more for no reason. Now, the dice, do they have cool little Harry Potter icons on them instead of regular D6 numbers on them? Yes, they do. They're in fun colors, sure. But I just couldn't justify the extra $10. However, Strike is a incredibly accessible, easy party-esque, I think, dice rolling game. You're throwing dice into this little arena that is the box. Like you play by throwing the dice into this box that has a plastic insert in it. Depending on what dice values are there after you've rolled the dice, you either keep or get rid of dice. And you're trying to be the last one who still has the dice. They're kind of like your action, not your workers, but you have a pool and the last person to have a have dice left wins. Okay. It's it's a fun little game. It's not good two player. Aaron and I've played it two player a couple of times just for the sake of playing it. But I really did want the Harry Potter version and I ended up getting the regular version I think for even like half price. So the gulf was just too wide to justify special little icons, but definitely right. if I found it used on sale, I could see swapping out my copy for my regular strike for Harry Potter strike. But I do think that's a fun one. And strike's just a fun little, I think in this is probably like wizard battle, but no, you're just rolling dice.
1: Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. My third pick, Harry Potter Scrabble.
0: Oh, how is it different?
1: I asked the same things. I thought, well, that's just Scrabble. Uh-huh. And they're just going to like paint a basilisk somewhere and charge another $30. Nope. They actually have uh, Hogwarts spaces that if you build on that, you get to draw a spell card and the spells will do things like let you look up a word or let you exchange tiles. Oh,
0: wow. So it
1: actually seems pretty okay in a way that also, I think, makes Scrabble more palatable, which I don't even like dislike Scrabble, but I don't like Scrabble. It makes Scrabble, I think, more fun in a way that seems reasonable to be like, oh, I'm conjuring these words into my hand and then playing them. It feels very thematic.
0: Based on the promo image here... It looks like maybe you can play Harry Potter words. Accio is on here as his Harry, which I think you wouldn't be able to play in regular. Now, I don't know if they're just doing that because that's fun. I don't know if that's really in the rules, but if you can also get magic cards, then there's a Harry Potter
1: dictionary that I think if you use words from that, it's like bonus points. Oh,
0: you know, that's pretty cute. I expected way less. Same, low
1: expectations, high delivery.
0: Didn't even bother to pick it. Like, I was like, well, obviously not that one. So gosh, opened my eyes. Nice. Okay, I am picking next. I actually played this today, which was in part the reason to try this as a podcast. Harry Potter, Death Eaters Rising. Now, Mm -hmm. the Death Eaters Rising, we were just talking about uh, Scrabble. We've talked about Munchkin. Technically, this is another skin. I don't know if there was ever a not licensed IP version of a rising game, but I think there's a a Batman rising. There's a Plankton rise, or it's not, maybe it's not Batman. It might be like Joker or something, but Batman one, there's a a SpongeBob one with Plankton. There's Death Eaters rising. I think maybe uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. That's a bit of a guess. I think there may be one more besides that. So there's a family of these games. And I think even if you loved the different IPs, I think they are a little each different, but I don't know that they're different enough that it would genuinely be fun to get the whole series of them. But hey, I'm getting probably many from the series of that adventure book game with Princess Bride and now Lord of the Rings. So who am I to talk? In any case, it's a cooperative game. There's kind of like three locations. Each location will have three characters basically at it. And then uh, Voldemort sits in the middle kind of roll a dice to see where he's headed each round. And then the players are cooperatively trying to collect wizards. So, you know, good character cards, defeat the bad character cards, and overall stop Voldemort. It's, oh, there's a Thanos rising for Avengers Infinity War. So yeah, I think that was the first one. Lots of different options there if you're more into one of those than Harry Potter. But it's just a nice little co-op game. Now, Aaron and I lost this morning. Uh, not enough co-op there. We You have to kind of like, it's not super hard, but you do, it'll definitely, that game will definitely beat you. So some co-op games, It's a some people like when they are pretty easy to defeat because it's just a play together good time and you're just trying to see kind of what happens. Other people mm-hmm. really like a punishing co-op game. I think this does it pretty neatly in between. It's definitely possible to get beaten by it if you're kind of scattering your energy and that's how we started. And then we limped pretty far into that game in a way. It was like, well, we're not, he's going to kill us. Like he, he's, he's got our number. This isn't, this isn't the, uh, this isn't following the movie canon right now or the books, but yeah, it's uh, the three, there's a 3d figure of Voldemort that like for the rest of the game, it has nice components and the 3D statue isn't like, it looks like it could have been 3D printed. It's not like crazy high quality, but it is still like kind of big. It's
1: good enough. It's it's better than we thought it was going to be when we got it.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, it's an it's an enjoyable co-op game in this Harry Potter world. And you do feel, I think because you're kind of coming into the storyline of what's happening, The Munchkin game, you're thematically, it kind of makes sense, but this, you feel like you are going to different locations and trying to stop the corruption and, you know, Mm -hmm. using these different characters and some of the things are happening to them. And if you lose too many wizards, there's, it was a co-op game where if you, there's a lot of ways for you to lose and one way for you to win. So if too many locations become corrupted, one location gets too corrupted, too many wizards die. All of these things can lose the game for you. And it's just that one condition of beating Voldemort that lets you win. And he is you have to get halfway through the deck of people before you can even, he even shows up for you to defeat him. Yeah. Definitely uh, recommend that one. The cover is also very fun. They do like a negative space thing where you have Voldemort's uh, silhouette on one side and Harry's on the other. And then it kind of makes a hat sort of shape and you see Hogwarts silhouetted there. So it's a, you know, it's well done. It does just use stills from the movie and I'm fine with it.
1: No, that's a great pick. It, it, that is a super fun game mm-hmm. and it is the right amount of challenging. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like when you lose you were, you should have lost as well. Like I always feel like there's never a question on that. Like, yep.
0: Yeah, that was
1: the right loss.
0: There's some character combinations that could come out that could make it harder on you than others. Uh, but it doesn't feel like any of them are insurmountable. It just feels like, oh, we really needed to focus on going there first to get this person that's kind of what happened to us this morning. We had Nagini come out early and another one was slowly killing my wizards because we kept rolling uh, dark marks, but yeah. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Yeah.
1: No, it's a good pick. High, high recommend on that. Yeah. Um, My next one I'm going to pick is Harry Potter talisman. Mm. I don't really like talisman. I right. think it takes too long. Yeah. I think it's too big of a board. I don't understand why they had to make it that big. So really, if I ever have to play Talisman <laughs> in some sort of loss of a bet, uh-huh. um, you know, government mandate, yeah, I would want it to be the Harry Potter version yeah. to just get through the hours mm-hmm. a little easier on that.
0: And then, you know, you let the movies play, you're playing the game. I feel like that's sort of a, you've seen the movies before, you don't necessarily need to give them full attention it'll add a nice thematic to it and you won't feel awful that you're three movies in and still playing talisman for some reason
1: right you can put a little uh bowl of birdie bots you know in the center of the board or something Mm -hmm. because you're not going to be there for another four and a half hours so (laughs) it's not like yeah
0: Yeah. there won't be on the rest of your table because the size of the board correct absolutely true i have the kingdom hearts talisman and i imagine if we do this this same format episode again for like video game board games which is a possibility Mm -hmm. I will probably bring that one up. And if Harry Potter is anything like that one, I also don't care for Talisman. I love what they did thematically. So that's another one where we talked about the pewter tokens in the scenic game. When you, right. I feel like about the Kingdom Hearts one, the assets that what I was provided in the box is sort of like, well, these are just kind of cool anyway.
1: I agree. They do a good job with some of the, construction because even the board is like really thick i mean they do a fairly mm-hmm. quality mm-hmm. production on it um the pieces on this the uh, the figurines they're plastic but they do look pretty good much more detailed than your average plastic piece
0: are they yes they are like minis so they'd be Correct. paintable for someone not me and th- oh, it, not me, yeah. there's a chance i maybe not on board game geek oh actually i think i do see some painted minis I do see some painted minis. So I'm not, uh, that's not my side hobby on top of my side hobby is painting minis. But I feel like I've thought about, I have other games that have minis in them. I've thought about paying someone to paint my Kingdom Hearts ones. Like Mm -hmm. if I found, if I knew of someone or I found someone that I felt like would do a good job with that, or if I saw minis that they painted maybe even for that specific game, like, I would kind of like them painted. The gray ones are still good, but when you see things like that painted that do have, like, a real-world reference, so it's not, like, it's less of a kind of interpretation of how much do I want it to be like this or not. And some of these wands, I bet you could put, like, glowing effects on the ends of the little wands. I mean... Good call. I... You I thought would, about this. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. And I think the, the Kingdom Hearts ones are probably a little easier... The paint versus like these actual real people, because it's going to be a little more cartoon stylized. But yeah, stuff like that. I think when you're a super fan of something, when you're really kind of deep in the fandom of something like this, if it's Harry Potter, getting these kind of assets, even if you're not wild about the game, is just cool to see those design and see that stuff. Yeah. For
1: sure. Yeah. I saw a couple of the pictures, uh, one of the pictures, of the painted minis, and it's amazing. So whoever did Painted that. that. Yeah. Well it,
0: it looks so hard, like the faces on these, because they're just regular life size. It's not like a chibi thing going on. Right. And they, it's, that makes for a very small face and head to try to paint and feel, not feel weird. I think they look pretty good.
1: Oh, they look incredible. And yeah, that that's the only thing worse than playing Talisman would be me having to paint the figures <laughs> or Talisman.
0: Awesome. Good pick. Yeah, that was close to my list. And I exactly didn't pick it because I have the Kingdom Hearts one. That's fair. And yeah, because so far, we did not talk about this before, and we have no crossover. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, my next one is going to be Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Mm-hmm. This, I feel like for being a unique, like no other board game, this isn't just a skin of some other kind of battle system, as far as I know. It comes in a box that kind of looks like a chest. I mean, it's still just a regular cardboard board game box, but it has that kind of style to it. They've sold all of the books in a similar kind of cardboard box before. So very nice presentation. And then you play through each of the seven years and it gets like harder and more complex as you go, but it's also resettable. So you have this campaign kind of feel to it, but it's not literally a campaign. I think uh, it says ages... 11 plus and the community rating on board game geek what other people think is 8 plus plus. and I imagine if your eight-year-old is really into Harry Potter that's probably correct if your eight-year-old does not care at all about Harry Potter I think that's probably too difficult I think when you kind of understand all of these things and immediately have context for them it's probably okay for a younger kid but this is one that we no longer have I was okay with it Aaron did not like it all that when you hit the seventh year it is so hard, and depending on the mix that you have, unlike the Death of Years Rising, where it feels like no matter what mix I get, it's probably able to be beat. There's a certain mix of cards, and we like we're looking on Board Game Geek, searching online, Reddit, things like that, to try to understand like, are we crazy, or is this almost unbeatable? Is it actually unbeatable? And the answer was like, you know, yeah, and you have to just. Yeah. I'm not that upset about that as an experience. I'm more like, I'm less about the winning of a board game, a little more about the experience of a board game. Aaron is like, why would we, that's like, he's like, that's stupid that there would be a setup where you effectively couldn't win unless you then have like a very perfect result. And it's a big deck of cards at that point because you're kind of gathering things over the years and you're kind of playing with everything. If I'm remembering that correctly, like you're looking for, especially good luck to combat this, especially bad luck. And then even then you're going to have to play it well to even have a chance. He's like, no, this is absolutely, no, I hate this. hate everything about this. And it's like, well, you know what? I think hating everything about it is fine enough for us to get rid of it. And other people say, you can just like, Oh, I just play from year five. I just don't play year six and seven. And that's also perfectly valid. And uh, he was not interested in that. That all said, I think That's it right. is very good i and I think there's a expansion for this, and I think there's also a two player maybe dual version of it. um the playing
1: to year five I think sounds a little strange because as playing a board game, you feel like you're gonna play the whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but I do feel like with the movies I do that, and I bet other people do as well, where I'll skip some movies that I don't like as much as other ones. I basically start on movie year three, really I don't even go to the first year yeah,
0: really. I There's like so
1: little
0: on the first two. I like on the first one how they're all little and not that good at acting.
1: Right.
0: I really enjoy that because it's just, I feel like for me, that's part of the meta of by the time they get to seven and it's like, these are adults. Like I know they're <laughs> still teens or whatever, but like these are some grizzled teens. So I, I want the, like, I feel like it enhances for me the just how free and how naive they are that also the acting isn't like amazing it all it all works for me but i get that that could be to say like oh it's bad that's what makes it so good is (laughs) maybe not working for everybody but i'm i like where it's just like oh look how dumb these kids are (laughs) that
1: it's a good point yeah and i i bet every I bet mean, people have different movie watching strategies mm-hmm. and I'd be interested in what other people's like GIP or order change or things like that.
0: Because I feel like 1, 2, and 3 uh, I just put it on the background. Everybody's having a good time. 4 is too sad. I mean, and it's long sure. and it's, it's sad. And I know that the whole thing is, but the whole time I just know where we're headed and that's also for me when like they were really acting by then, and I uh, was distraught at the end of that one. Like, they did such a good job of being like, yep, childhood's over.
1: That's fair. I, I think I-, I like that. I also uh, don't usually watch the seventh part one and two.
0: You said you don't, don't... watch seven?
1: No, I usually to watch three, four, five, six.
0: I mean, that's, I- I- it feels like, you know, the middle gears. Like, it feels like you're really moving. Three, I see how that kind of leads into four. And right. then five and six are also keeping a certain kind of energy. Seven, the sevens are weird. I mean, like it's They're a shift. To it's... me,
1: they are sad. Like honestly, four, I'm fine with. I know there's like isolated sadness. that I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know what we're talking about. But yeah, um, the seven is gray. Oh and yeah, dismal and yeah. weary.
0: Yeah,
1: in a way. <laughs> I heard a quote this <laughs> is what you said. You, here.
0: You're kind of, I feel like your gaze is going further into the distance.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Se- the seventh one is like, you need to resolve the story, but I'm definitely, I'm more one, two, three, and then like half of four, I'll pop back in for five and six. I'll, okay. I might leave okay. before the end of six. I think the end of six is also getting pretty like, hey. Nothing's good.
1: Dark Mark's swimming pretty high in the sky there, yeah.
0: In any case, I like the carefree, mediocre acting of the younger days. And that feels very like holidays, like, you know what, it's Christmas, put on one, two, and three, everybody have a good time.
1: That is fair. They're driving a car, it
0: goes into a tree.
1: It's a different Dumbledore in the first two as well, which I think is unwatchable. Well,
0: I don't like the original Dumbledore. No one does. Well, someone must. They no. cast nope. okay. <laughs> <No>, I <single person>. like <laughs> you're holding a hard line on this. Yeah, someone oh. must, but I I don't prefer. I will say that about one and two. I don't prefer that Dumbledore. I there. I like the energy of the second Dumbledore is what I imagined from the books. The first one felt a little too. He felt softer. He felt he felt more ethereal. Cool. Yeah. Just... So I it was oh. hard for me to picture him in the later books from that first the first Dumbledore.
1: Correct. Yeah, he's not spinning his wand around his head, you yeah. know, and shooting but sand.
0: It could have been like Dumbledore. a Yoda sort of vibe where you're where you think like, "Oh, he's just hanging out." And it's like, "Oh, okay. He can kind of okay. I didn't think he that's could true. fight. We would
1: need CG though for that for the first one. Like they would have to. I guess you know it's all CG. I don't know why I'm acting like the second one. actually. Is <laughs> like, you know what? That's <laughs> that's my fault. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. Right. Right. Sorry. Certainly no. a
0: higher budget though.
1: Right. He's not. Yes. We're going to have
0: to add more to him. Yeah. Anyways, Hogwarts Battle, my second okay. to last pick.
1: Excellent. Um. So my my next pick is going to be a game I've never played. It's the Funkoverse strategy oh. game, Harry Potter. I don't really like Funko. I don't really like the little figures. Okay, it'd be weird to pick that game, wouldn't it? Um, but I've heard the game is better yeah. than it should be. Uh huh. Is what I'll how I'll phrase that. Yeah. And so I'm intrigued on why that is and how that is, and I think Harry Potter will be the only way that I play. I don't know if there's a non-Harry Potter version. I assume there is.
0: Of F- Funkoverse.
1: Yeah, is there?
0: Yeah, they make I other think Funkos? what I think might be true is like the board and the rules are effectively the same, but you can get different characters that have different abilities. And I think you can maybe make a team of whoever you might want to to put together. These okay. are all guesses. I also haven't played Funko Verse. I never gotten to Funko, and it is just like so on the edge of what I could have gotten absolutely into i'm a big old nerd i got a lot of space
1: yeah but
0: it just like they weren't quite endearing enough to push me over that cost hump of the fact that it does nothing like it's not like it also has a function of something to collect i do like collecting things that have a little more of a function board games you get them out you play them video games collecting things purely just because they sit there like statues and uh figurines things like that i Ah, the closest I get is special edition board games and video games.
1: Right. That's fair. Same. Yeah. I think I may have had like some of the magic the gathering ones they first released and then like mm. promptly threw them away because what am I going to do with these?
0: I never imagined when they started that they would make as many as they did. And I oh, don't, they think...
1: didn't think that either. They thought we're going to make <laughs> 12.
0: Right. It'll be nice. Now they're
1: making thousands.
0: It is absolutely out of control. The way that, I guess you just have to say capitalists can create the secondary market, Yeah. the values of them and how many they make and then how collectible they are. And this, that, you know, money isn't real. So then these as a type of currency is as valid as any other, oh man, sort of money. Anyways, Funkoverse.
1: Yep. That's my pick.
0: Uh, I'm kind of taking a look at the board here a little bit. I've always seen the outside, but I haven't seen the actual board. The actual board is not helping me understand what happens in the game at all. It almost looks like, this isn't going to be one of my picks, but this almost looks like a Clue-esque kind of board. Top-down view and a few, like, kind of outlined spaces. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you have, it says territory, leaders, you're kind of moving around. There's a grid on, imposed on the board. But, yeah, interesting. it seems to be, like, nice components. Aside from the fact that you get these little Funko figures, which I don't know that you can get otherwise. They already come, like, painted and everything. It's not, like... Right in a uh, Talisman, where you might have to paint them yourself. You know, I could see someone, if you're into that, just buying them because you want the little characters to put on your desk. And you're like, yeah, I might play the game sometime.
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. yeah. We might do some honorable mentions of other things we saw on the list here before we wrap it up. But my last official pick, and I think, eh, I was said I was going in order of my favorite, and I think I'd probably swap some stuff, actually. I think I would move... Harry Potter Death Eaters Rising. Maybe I'd move it above Hogwarts Battle. And this one, I don't know it's the best game, but I think it's the best, yeah, Harry Potter House Cup competition. This was released only a couple years ago. It is a worker placement kind of game. You're playing as one of the houses collectively and you're trying to get the House Cup. So as you play cards, you actions throughout the game, there are these four vials, one for each of the houses, as many people as playing. If you're only playing two players, you're only filling two of them. And you earn, every time you earn points, they are represented by a gym. You earn like 10 points at a time. That's one gym. And you put the gym in the little vials as you earn them. So as the game goes, you're seeing this inaccurate rough count of how well everyone's doing based on how these gems are stacking up in the vials. So you can see it being like, oh, it's kind of even between these two houses. Or, oh, it looks like this house is pulling ahead. And at the end, it's just like the end of the movies, the books, when they're all having the thing at the end of the school year and you pour out all of the crystals and you count to see who won the house cup. Ah, oh, it's it's delightful. Yeah. And I say like, I had a moment of pause before I dove into talking about this game because I was like, I don't think it's the best game. But that bit of tension, that bit of like cinematic, how it kind of ties into the theme. This is one that is not other, it's not a skin game. This is just a Me. Harry Potter game it's not re-implemented by anything else is it amazing I don't know but the feeling of trying to earn these points and seeing like oh my house is behind how can I catch back up and the counting them at the end when one might be stacked a little higher but that just might be how they uh fell in there how many you get on the last turn can really like you might get a whole lot on the last turn and your house suddenly shoots up into the lead like that part of it is more fun. I don't know that the whole game is as fun as that mechanism. I have a great time with this one.
1: Yeah. It feels uh, like some of the excitement of like betting games or racing games, like the yeah. same kind of rush with it.
0: Yeah. And it being inaccurate. Also, I think once it gets, I can't remember if it's really rubber banded at all. I don't think that it is. So once it gets too far out, it's maybe not that fun, but when you don't know exactly if you're winning or not, I feel like that's a enjoyable—that's an enjoyable tension it's creating. And you kind of have like, you personally have three characters kind of represented on your card and you're leveling them up in their different types of magical abilities. And then that's how you're like completing different challenges to earn these points. So you're both leveling up your characters, you're completing challenges, you're filling the gems for your house cup. It's a unique game. I like that it isn't just a skin. I still don't know that it's the best, but I think that it's a better unique game than Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. And now, few honorable mentions from the old board game geek list of Harry Potter games. Now, when we shared this list between one another, we searched for Harry Potter, we ranked them from whatever the collective audience of board game geek uh, had, which meant that more or less the full board games are at the top and like all kinds of little expansions and things like that were at the bottom. I didn't actually go onto the second page. I got to a point where I was like, that seems like enough. That's 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 good enough. Yeah. But some of the ones I was, tr- I didn't prefer picking ones that were just skins of other things, but both Spot It or Dobble, depending on what you know the game as and similo were pretty high. And I think those are both fun where, the game is the game. You put different pictures on it. It's kind of the same thing, but they are fun themed iterations of uh, what you can find in a lot of different themes.
1: Which I've not played the spot it, but it'd be interesting if you, how the eye tracks different subject matters, whether it's easier or harder mm. since they're all in the same world or not.
0: I think that it's a bit chibi if you actually look at it. Like I think they're like kind of cutesy. So they're more like a consistent art style and quality. Like, I don't think you're seeing... I don't think it's like art assets for the Harry Potter one.
1: Not an oil painting of Hedwig and then a
0: cartoon wand. No. It it looks like they're all like what you would expect on kind of a sticker in the kids department. Gotcha. Okay. Of Harry Potter icons. So, yeah, I don't know if that would be... Helpful or not. The thing that always gets me about spot it is it's like, oh, you turned it upside down and made a different size. I can't see it. It doesn't exist. And I get that. That's like, that's the whole thing, but it takes me a minute for my brain to like, accept the, uh, spot it challenge.
1: Agreed. Uh, I kind of go through spurts. I feel like where then I also be on a run. i'm just seeing it seeing it seeing it, (laughs) and i don't know what limitless pill i took but they're like i don't know how to harness that (laughs) into anything else in life
0: right it's like i'm running with it i'm running with it it's gone it's gone it's faster than i am couldn't keep up definitely yeah there were a lot of these that i've never heard of correct yeah
1: and i don't know if it was just maybe when the books or the movies first came out there was kind of that mass
0: right throw anything out there
1: uh Mm one of my honorable mentions would be the wizard's chess set which is I guess a reskinning of the game of chess uh, oh. to be the version that's from the movie.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, movie. I like it for a couple of reasons. A, it's Harry Potter and that's cool. We mm-hmm. all like that stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, you can tell what the pieces are. It's one of my biggest grievances about special chess editions, where it's oh, like, "Oh, right, yeah, I don't know who Bart Simpson's supposed to be on this chess board. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't play chess. I can play chess with this board, which right. is also nice."
0: Right. Yeah, I. It doesn't matter whether I know the pieces or not for chess. What I need is a digital implementation where I click the piece and it tells me this is where you can put the piece. And then I decide if one of those is good enough. Um, Yeah, certainly not a chess master. There's a sequence Harry Potter. It says, and I don't, um, I've never seen that. I don't super, because sequence is a card game that comes with a board and you like, you're playing out cards you're trying to get i think 5 in a row, 5 chips in a row. So there's not a lot thematically to be said there, but I don't know if this is another scrabble situation where it's like, well, well, well. What if we had magic cards? You know, I don't I don't know if there's more to it than that.
1: It's a, it looks to be a wizarding world game. So I don't know if you have to go to said wizarding world. It looks mostly like sequence with is some
0: pictures of the a cards. It's thematic. Oh, okay. Now, I do like the Wizarding World is a newer kind of branding umbrella for all things Harry Potter because then they started making other movies and other things. So I think they wanted to call it Wizarding World so they didn't have to keep calling it Harry Potter. And I think that's also Warner Brothers actually – Warner Brothers Media kind of owning, controlling it, having bought it off of uh, Rowling.
1: Oh, sure, if that makes sense.
0: But in any case, there are a lot of Wizarding World. The Death Eaters Rising kind of has a Wizarding World box sleeve that comes with it. And it's everything's like white and gold kind of theming. That's what the Wizarding World stuff looks like. It looks like this entire sequence board. Once you get into Death Eaters Rising, it doesn't look like that at all. But this entire sequence board keeps that same kind of color family. It does seem like the different suits of the cards are different houses the harry potter cards at target right now i forget what the name we've mentioned them on here before if it looked like that if it was that deck of cards oh yeah. that would be a little more exciting this this artwork and everything seems good and fine if you're gonna have sequence and you like harry potter why not it's only twenty dollars from amazon
1: it's okay
0: <laughs> there's trivial pursuit, clue, times up, probably a monopoly, some trading card games. There's a lot Trading card game. game is pretty
1: fun. I didn't say it because it was kind of like maybe not a board game.
0: Oh, But okay. it's,
1: it's very cool. I use them uh, a lot as bookmarks now. What? It's kind of fun just to have. I
0: yeah, didn't like know you card- had it.
1: Oh, I mean if it's a collectible card game, it's probably okay. <laughs> been around or is around somewhere.
0: Got it, got it, noted. There's Uno. There's a lot of other kind of quiz sort of stuff. There's some other ones that aren't that old and seem to be uniquely Harry Potter games, but I don't know what they are. Like Harry Potter, Year at Hogwarts. There was another one, Halls of Hogwarts. It's a little older. Things around that kind of vibe that seem like generic game.
1: It's a Lego game as well that I can't imagine is good, but it looks kind of fun if you like the way that Legos look.
0: That's along the same lines as the Funko games, where if you're Mm -hmm. kind of into this Funko pop thing, well, you might want these little ones.
1: Right. Yeah, there's a Harry Potter Rescue at Hogwarts game that is just a child's game. But it's like the old style where, you know, you built a big cardboard structure and Mm. then just moved things around. So, um, again, it looks kind of cool. Can't be a good game.
0: No, no. We're really, we're hitting the dregs here. I don't know. There's not too much outside of what we picked and what is a skin that I can say that I'd be interested in sourcing.
1: Agreed. I think we did a great job.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Let's end on that. (sighs) Do you have a favorite spell?
1: Oh, Avada Kedavra. Wow.
0: All right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite spell?
0: I I don't know that I do. It's just how quickly you said that spell was sort of disappointing. That's all. Yeah. I mean, all
1: three of them. Probably,
0: dead, but... um what's the spell that Hermione does on her bag where she can put like anything in a small bag?
1: That's a great trivia question. I don't know the answer to that.
0: But oh, that's a good one. That is, you know what? Let me just. Hermione bag spell?
1: That's uh, exactly what I typed too. It's so rare <laughs> when you type the same thing in <laughs> Google.
0: Undetectable extension charm. Oh. Uh,
1: capacious extremus. Capacious extremus.
0: All right. Capacious extremus. I feel like I just moved a lot of stuff out of my basement, and I don't – house-wise, I don't know how that works. I don't know if you can capacious extremists a closet and then just kind of save yourself on a fair amount of square footage. You know they had those tents where it was just like, oh, it's a normal tent, and then they go inside the tent, and it's huge. It's like somehow folding in another dimension. Right. Tardis math. I'm in the Midwest. Yeah, there's right. a lot of space. but. Right. It does feel like an advantageous. I think I want a spell not to steal life away from others, but one that kind of expands on like what is possible. You can already kill
1: people. Well, that's true. I mean, that's (laughs) I know that's the best takeaway, right? Like, well, actually, you can perform that spell already. Like, well, that spell
0: is what a gun does. I mean,
1: true.
0: All right, this is taking a turn. (laughs)
1: That's a weird way
0: to end this, for sure. I can't say I can't say that it won't stop before this.
1: Yeah, I think (laughs) so.
0: Thank you so much for listening to episode ninety-two. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at varianthex.com, and you can email us at podcast at varianthex.com. I'm still disappointed in Adam's favorite spell. Feel free to contact us on any of the platforms we just mentioned, and let us know your thoughts on these games, on Harry Potter, or all of the above. We're in the middle of a posting push, so if you're listening to this the day it comes out, you won't have to wait long for the next episode, which will be Adam and I talking about best value games. Affordability, durability, replayability, all that stuff. Unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 91 more episodes headed your way, no waiting required, the next one being Aaron and I talking about Deep Sea Adventure and Skulls of Sedlek. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.